This is Keeping Connected, a special series produced through the Connected Nation podcast. In this series, we talk with leaders who are working to secure the broadband and digital futures of our communities. Specifically, we talk with individuals who serve in varying public or private capacities, working to ensure our communities are keeping connected. I'm Wes Kerr, and this is Keeping Connected. Today's guest is Pam Matelski, the director of the Connecting Michigan Communities Grant Program, or CMIC, at the Michigan Department of Technology, Management, and Budget. In this role, Pam is responsible for the planning, coordination, and execution of these programs, as well as serves as the state's liaison with the Federal First Responder Network Authority. Pam, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me, Wes. It's great to have you on. Um, you, this is the first of, of many uh, podcasts that we'll be doing with uh, with a number of folks who are serving in leadership in the state. Uh, and so, Pam, before we get started, you had shared just a, a moment ago with me that you had spent uh, 30 years or better in the uh, UP. And I guess now that you're in East Lansing, I'm curious, what uh, what's the one thing you miss the most about being in the UP? Well, um, other than the uh, closeness to Lake Michigan, um, I think probably the biggest thing is is the, um, I think it's the small town community. Uh, you know, knowing everyone, uh, you go to the grocery store and it takes you over an hour to do your grocery shopping, um, not because you're buying things, but because you're chatting with everybody that you uh, meet in the store. Yeah, it's wonderful. That, that's small community feel um, is hard to be replaced. And so I certainly understand that. Um, as we dig in this this afternoon, uh, I've got a handful of questions I'm going to ask. And, uh, you know, again, what we're focused on today is just how broadband and technology, how important they are. And so I'll start off essentially with that question. And how important is access to broadband and technology to you? So I'm sure you've heard this before. Broadband is no longer a luxury. It really is a utility, just the same as electricity and water. Um, you know, as I mentioned in a, in a previous life living in the Upper Peninsula, I was the 911 coordinator for Mackinac County. And at that time, we had three ambulance services that were supporting over 2,000 square miles. So we had to rely heavily on volunteer first responders to arrive on scene, stabilize a patient until the ambulance could arrive. And that could be upwards of 45 minutes or longer. So access to telemedicine is literally a matter of life and death in our rural communities. And, and I guess I also want to add that um, I really believe the pandemic will have a positive impact on the global digital society for many years. It, it certainly exposed limitations, um, but I think we've also identified many opportunities. People have embraced online practices that they wouldn't have adopted otherwise. And because of the global impact, We've seen a huge investment in technology and innovation and collaboration in the private sector that never would have come forth if it only produced that small return on investment from servicing only rural customers. Sure. And, and Pam, as the director of the CMIC grant program, I guess, one, what uh, would you care to explain what the CMIC grant program is? But as a follow-up to that, what concerns you the most about inadequate access? Uh, you mentioned telehealth, telemedicine applications, but are there other areas that really concern you? Sure. So um, talking about the uh, the CIMI grant program, the Connecting Michigan grant program, it was established to extend broadband into unserved areas of the state. So the program provides up to 90% in grant funding for infrastructure, middle mile and last mile projects. Um, but we also realize that infrastructure is only one component. So proposals are selected based on affordability. Um, and they also include digital literacy programs and also to promote the use of Internet to improve the quality of life for those communities that they serve. 
What concerns you the most about inadequate access to, to broadband and technology? You mentioned the telehealth, telemedicine, um, but are there other areas that really concern you or, you know, does, do you see that as your primary concern there? So and from my perspective, a lot of federal money has been earmarked for broadband expansion. Um, however, I believe the means of determining eligibility and need is lacking. You know, I know there's currently efforts underway to revise using census blocks as a geographic metric, but those efforts really need to move faster. Um, also, the ability for ISPs to include tracts of land in reverse auction or grant applications that they have no intention of building out. Um, but it also marks that area is ineligible for other funding. So I, I, from my perspective, ISPs need to commit to providing service to 100% of the locations in their proposals, not just 70 or 80%. And I think there needs to be an accelerated effort to revisit, revise some of these policies because there is so much money being earmarked right now for broadband expansion. As a as a state agency, is there a community of people or a group of people that you feel are the are, are at the largest disadvantage, and how do you believe broadband and technology can help neutralize that disadvantage, even pro, you know propel them forward, if you will? So I think we can all agree that there are inequities in social and economic and educational opportunities all across the state, but. According to the FCC's 2018 broadband uh, deployment report, over 30% of Americans in rural areas lack access to broadband, compared to just 2% in urban areas. The lower population density is likely the major reason, um, particularly for technologies such as cable and fiber, and it's simple. Um, the greater the geographic distance between customers, the greater the cost is to serve those customers. But it's because of the greater distances to access on-site services that broadband is so essential. So if we can bring access to telemedicine, to education, social services, or economic opportunities, well, you know, that's a real game changer for people living in rural Michigan. You know, Connected Nation Michigan or, or Connected Michigan, as so many of, are familiar, we have, we've worked for so long with, with rural communities and trying to, you know, stress the importance of, of broadband services. We've struggled at times to get individuals, and I think, you know, it's probably never been more prevalent since COVID, but getting un- people to understand that that with broadband, you're shortening the distance, you're removing the, the brick and mortar need of some of those types of services that you mentioned, and really bringing, you know, so much more higher quality. Pam, in your role, what do you believe is the most important thing you can do to help impact the digital future of those you serve? I think public education is probably going to be um, one of the most important services that we can provide. Um, it's, you know, it's going to take a real effort to educate people on how broadband access can improve the overall quality of life. You know, it's not just online shopping or gaming. Um, it increases economic activity, uh, access to healthcare and education, increased property values, um, expanding social connectivity. There's really no limit to the benefits. We just really need to do a better job of getting that message out to people. And I guess to add to that, from your point of view, what can we each do to help? Um, you know, what would you uh, suggest to, uh, I guess, the average citizen, um, you know, just the person walking down the street? What can we all do um, to help and uh, to help grow and expand, you know, broadband and technology access, adoption and use? Sure. So from my perspective, um, in, in in administering the um the CMIT grant program, reliable and accurate data is critical for us to promote broadband expansion. Knowing where there is and isn't sufficient infrastructure, um, you know, understanding where there's gaps, not only in coverage, but accessibility and digital literacy are critical in us making informed decisions about where to make those investments of public resources. 
So I would encourage listeners to speak to your county commission or your city council and see if their economic development or master plans contain a broadband component. You know, assemble a broadband planning team of residents and businesses, public safety, um, community anchor institutions, engage the access and adoption locally of broadband, and then create a plan of action. You know, it's so important to engage with the community during these planning stages. You know, form a group with expertise to focus on education and messaging. You know, I know personally I avoid participating in surveys, but if coming from a trusted source, it's really the best way to share your voice. That's great to hear. Uh, obviously, being with Connected Nation Michigan and, and the work that we do in communities, you, you know, that that echoes uh, essentially the process that that we encourage communities to go through. And and you're absolutely correct. You know, once we understand or once a community understands where those where services are, where they're not, you know, what what inequalities exist as far as uh, technology and, and the needs in the community, then it really puts you on a path to be able to determine where you want to go and, and what needs, you know, what steps need to be accomplished to be able to uh, see that progress. So it's uh, great to hear you say those things. As you look to your peers in other agencies, you know, what would, what would you maybe suggest to them or how they might be involved? Because, uh, you know, sometimes it seems as though, this type of effort is maybe siloed to one or two uh, groups and, and people aren't necessarily talking with one another. You know, do you have any type of advice for them? No, and Wes, I think I, I really agree with you on that. I know recently um, the state created the Connecting Michigan uh, Communities Task Force, and that really is bringing together a lot of the state agencies that currently either provide broadband services, um, are beneficial from it, such as education or um, uh, health and human services. And then like the Department of Agriculture, Rural Development, and then Department of Technology Management and Budget. Because I think in the past, a lot of us really did operate in silos. And so I, uh, once again, I think that this task force is, is going to be a great step um, in us uh, from an awareness perspective, but then also um, just in, in determining what really is the best path collectively for us as we're moving forward. Um, uh, in 2018, the state put together the uh, uh, Michigan Broadband Roadmap. Great document and uh, provides a lot of really good information, but it is ready to be updated. And bringing together this, this uh, group um, is, is the first step in doing that. Pam, you brought up a, an interesting topic and, and one that I actually had the opportunity to speak with, uh, you know, some local leadership with earlier this week. And it's that idea that of continuing to um, advance and, and update. And so, you know, I think so many communities will have the tendency to look back and say, well, we talked about broadband five years ago and and we felt good about where we were. Everything, everything's fine. When in reality, you know, broadband is not something. Broadband and technology are not things right now that I think can be put on the on the back burner. Even if you felt confident about where you were five years ago, uh, you know that that opportunity to take take the opportunity to look. What are we doing? What do we need to continue to do? Are the things that we need to change? And and certainly after COVID nineteen, we've had this opportunity for um, I think a lot of reflection on on the areas where maybe our failure points individually within our homes and, and in our communities where uh, we just haven't maybe advanced to the point that we need to or provided the types of services that we need to in different areas. So it is neat to hear you um, talking about, you know, updating, if you will, our plans and our perspective of where we want our communities to go. Pam, as we 
start to wrap up here. Are there any, do you have any other comments, uh, suggestions, advice that you'd want to give um, that we maybe haven't already touched on? I think the only other thing that I would offer, and, and it t- kind of goes back to talking about, you know, the um, uh, master plans or economic development plans in the community. And I would just recommend that um, the communities take a good look at public-private partnerships. These can really be beneficial because the internet service providers already have the resources and expertise to build and run a network. The local governmental unit may already own resources such as utility poles or underground infrastructure, land, central office space that they could contribute. And working through that public-private partnership can really help realize that community's broadband vision. It's such a such an important key to to helping our communities, particularly our most rural communities. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Just uh, as as population densities go down, it becomes harder and harder to uh, service those areas. And so, uh, through partnerships like this, you change the equation of of providing broadband service or technology in communities. Uh, Pam, I want to thank you again for for joining us today, and and thanks for all you are doing to help secure a digital future for Michiganders. Um, it's, it's certainly been a pleasure for me to speak with you today. Um, it, thank you for inviting me. It's definitely been my pleasure to talk to you and, and to your listeners. And uh, again, if anybody is interested in the Connecting Michigan Communities Grant Program, um, they can get additional information at www.michigan.gov slash grant C-M-I-C-G-R-A-N-T. I'm Wes Kerr. Thanks for listening to Keeping Connected. If you like the show and want to know more about our nonprofit, head to connectednation.org and look for the latest episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, or Spotify.